Hello and welcome to Reset Your Thinking podcast. My name is Alex Segan and I'm really excited to be here on this podcast series with you as together we explore why you do what you do and what it is that makes you tick. You know, we spend our whole lives creating our reality and there's so much more that we can learn about ourselves and others. So grab yourself a cuppa and if you're in your car, turn up the sound and let's take a deep dive into how you can reset your thinking so that you can become the best version of yourself you can possibly be by extracting your true potential, bringing you strength, motivation and fulfillment. Okay, let's get started. A warm welcome today to Mark Philpot. Mark, welcome. How are you today? Alexandra, thank you very much for having me on your show. I am fantastic. Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Mark, you know, you've got a really interesting story to share. And um, the podcast here today is called Reset Your Thinking. And, you know, our mindset can either make us or break us. And we all have the ability to do absolutely anything we want in this world. And the only thing that's holding us back is ourselves. And and it's what we tell ourselves because it starts with communication. And you have a particularly interesting story. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a New Zealander and I'm a very proud Kiwi. Uh, and I left home when I was very young. And I, I think that's really the catalyst of how I've lived my life because I decided at a very young age, at just on 15 I was, when I actually left New Zealand and oh, wow. I took off overseas and I never went back. And that was really, I guess, the catalyst for me living the life that I have and being able to be prepared, I guess, to put myself out of my comfort zone all the time. So really a lot of the life-changing experiences that I've endured so far have been through that process of being conscious about making life-changing decisions and being comfortable with that and learning how to be comfortable with it. Absolutely. Yeah. At the age of 15 as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, having to move to a different country, so a different culture, um, learning to survive in the big wide world where some, you know, my mother wasn't doing my washing for me and uh, preparing uh, dinners and everything. So yeah, I grew up real fast and and learned about you know what it is to to survive in the world. And then I got the bug, really about travel and and global travel, like seeing the world. I was just so enthusiastic about meeting different people and learning about different cultures. So I went on a escapade, if you like, to basically see as much of the world as I possibly can. Now, forty years later, I've been to over one hundred and sixty countries. I've lived in all all of the continents and worked in all of the continents around the world and just lived an enriched life through the people and experiences that I've created. Wow, what an incredible story. You know, that, that's, uh, that's really inspirational, Mark. And I guess to start from the age of 15, so very young and still sort of, I guess, getting to know yourself in the world, really, and, and, and getting to know who you are wanting to be, you know, to create your own identity, that would have been quite challenging. Yeah, it was on a lot of fronts, I guess, in terms of, you know, I sit in front of you today, I'm a 55 years old, I look back in hindsight at all those things that I've done in, in that mm-hmm. time. And I can categorically say that as we go through each perhaps decade of life, we we have a different hindsight and, and look back and what we've achieved and what we've experienced. And 
know, if I look at the world when I was a teenager and the things that I did when I was a teenager in the mm. world are very different to what I do in the world as a, as a 55 year old man today. So Absolutely. I think it's all, all about purpose and, and place and time and our life experience. Um, I, I love what I do today because I actually get to sit like you behind a microphone and talk to people all over the world about their worldly experiences. And it helps me see the world in a different way yet again, because I'm seeing it through other people's eyes and ears and, and podcasting as you're learning is a very unique way of turning you into a better listener. And, and that's one of the ambitions. It's one of my bucket list items actually is to be a, become a better listener all of the time because people say so much, but they also say so much by not actually saying it, if you know what I mean. And I'm sure you I, do. <laughs> I absolutely do. I love that you said that because um, you're so on point there, you know, and it's so true that podcasting is about listening yeah. and, uh, and listening to what's not being said. I really love that you said that. Thank you so much. You know, um, you mentioned such an incredible life journey that you've had from 15 to now 55, a young 55. And um, I'm, I'm really starting. curious. What's that? Sorry? <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. I life, love that. Life, life is ahead of me. There's so much more to uh, achieve yet, that's for sure. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so you're out there in the open, right? So you're out there on a boat? Yeah, actually, yesterday, I was just saying to a friend this morning, I celebrated my anniversary yesterday, uh, three years of living and working on my sailboat. And that was a conscious decision that I made as part of a journey I was on to live a minimalistic life and to downsize all of the materialistic things in my world that weren't bringing me any value and to focus on being closer to nature, um, being healthy and happy in a sense that I'm connected to my outside world. I'm using my senses like I never have in my life before. Um, yeah. When you live on a boat, you tend to do that. And um, I have everything around me that I need and, and want in my life. So I've reached that place where I want for nothing. I need for nothing. And uh, I can just go about doing my stuff every day. Wow, that's an incredible mindset to have. Um, if I may ask, what, what sort of, I guess, prompted you to live on a boat? What was, yeah. the, what was the turning point for you? Great question, actually. Um, I came uh, to Australia a few years ago to assist with my parents who were very ill at the time. And uh, during that process, I actually ended up um, using my charity organization to build a tiny house for okay. a, a sector of the community that was in need at the time. Wow. And it was, it was through that process of actually, you know, being involved in the design and the build of that tiny home that I kind of got this inclination that, yeah, I'd really love to live in a tiny space. I think it's just so effective for so many different reasons in terms of we don't need these big houses that we mm -hmm. don't see each other in when we're living with someone. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we're closing them up for eight or nine hours a day and going off to work. That was until recent times, of course. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and the other thing was, I always had this fascination about water. I love water. I love being on the water. Uh, and I love the idea of being able to go off grid and going anywhere in the world, essentially for free, which you can do on a sailboat. So it was bringing all a combination of bringing all those things together. And I thought, well, if I've, I've got that kind of lifestyle, then whatever hobby or business I decide to do, I'm going to be in that free spirited mode. I'm going to be probably more creative than I've ever been. And therefore I'm going to be more successful. And that's exactly what's happened. Wow. Congratulations. That that's a pretty incredible story right there. And you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, we've got all this space in a house and you know what, you're so right. I mean, I've, I've always been raised in, in having big double story, triple story houses. And 
I hear you. We just shut the door and really it's just rooms and there's really nothing more. And it's all the conditioning that I guess we, uh, and all the stuff that we learn along the way, you know, the habitual thinking and the habitual behavior and, and all of that is all part of our upbringing. And then suddenly, you know, you've created this, this little space. So, mm. so I'm really curious, you know, created this little space from, from a bigger space. So in terms of, cause our self-talk really matters. So what we sort of tell ourselves really, really matters. And I'm curious, what is it that you tell yourself that like, like how is it that you, you know, go from one thing to the other? So, so small and suddenly now you're creating a business. Well, it goes back a number of years and I've, I was fortunate enough to have people in my life who I considered to be very, um, good advisors in spirituality in particular. Uh, wow. and, and that's what I've tended to focus on for, for mm. a large part of my, my later life. Um, I have a philosophy that uh, we have mentors around us every day. We don't need yeah. to go in search of mentors in the sake of celebrities or high profile business people or that. We have mentors and in, mm. coming into our life every single day. We've just got to be open to the fact of learning from other people. And I took it upon myself to make sure that I was learning from everybody that came into my life. So therefore I treated everybody as a mentor in that respect. Mm. And I started to evaluate what was important to me. I was always somebody I'd spent many years in the corporate world driving for success at a global level as a global executive. And like many people, I was focused on the bottom line, the profits, the shareholders and, and all those other things that are important in that world. And it was only when I stepped out of that that I started to realize what was important to me as a human mm. being. What did I want my legacy to be as a human being when I wasn't here anymore? Yeah. And I started to invest in that. And when I talk about investment, I talk about you know financial, I talk about physical, I talk about emotional, and I talk about spiritual. And I, I went on different journeys within that time frame. We're talking about the last 10 to 15 years where I've really truly invested in those things to get to where I am today. So it was a conscious decision with a roadmap that I created across those four pillars of activities in life. And I focus on those every single day to make sure I've got them all in balance or in sync. That's the important yeah. thing for me. That's very powerful, Mark. It's really, really powerful. And I, I love what you said that we have mentors all the time and it isn't about the high and mighty. It isn't about those people who are high profile. Um, it's so much more than that. And it's every single human being that we come into. And I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Mm. Um, every single person we can learn from, you know, from it doesn't matter who they are, what their life um, was about or where they've come from or anything like that, title 10 and nothing. I mm. think every single thing matters and we can certainly learn from every single person we meet. Um, I, I can absolutely resonate and relate to that. You know, having worked in prisons myself and, and mm. having worked mm. with homeless, I learn from people every single day. So I hear you. And I think it's taking on their strategies and their ways and asking lots of great questions to, to understand how they do what they do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I was really interested in talking to you today because, you know, in doing my research on you before we did the show, I thought, oh, here's a lady that's gone from working in a bank to doing all the wonderful things that she's done now and looking at your trajectory in life. And I thought, yeah, I know Alexandra has got a great story herself to share and, and I'm sure she's got lots of life secrets that she can impose on other people. So yeah, I was fascinated to have a chat to you because of that reason as well today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mark, I'm curious, are you on the boat um, uh, on your own or is this something, do you travel alone? 
yeah, I haven't, I haven't got any uh, slaves uh, stashed away <laughs> anywhere or anything like that. No, I, I'm, I'm living in the 21st century. So I have, um, I have my crew who's stuck overseas at the moment because of COVID-19. So right. I'm waiting for them to return before I can really hit the high seas and, and go and do some serious sailing. But for now, it's me and my puppy dog, Oscar, who's three years old. And um, him and I sit at, you know, he sits at my feet every time he's right at my feet now when I do all the podcasts and uh, we keep each other entertained pretty much every day. Wow. That's incredible. Oscar, that's awesome. So how do you manage your mindset during times of loneliness? I never get lonely. Um, right. I can't remember the last time I was lonely. Uh, I think loneliness is something that we tell ourselves. It's another story we make up in our own mind. We, we decide yeah. that, Oh, I'm feeling lonely today. Um, no, I never get lonely. I, I have a life where I have an abundance of communication and connection with people and nature. Um, and I make sure that I have, as I mentioned earlier, I have that imbalance every day. So I start my day off at, you know, four or 5am in the morning. I get outside, I do some exercise. Oscar and I go for a run together. We do meditation together. And yes, my dog does meditate. That's um, awesome. And uh, by the time we get back to the boat, um, you know, we've got ourselves in tune to the positive day that we want to experience together. And I talk about togetherness with my animal as though it's a human being, because yeah. him and I have that connection where it is feasible to re realistically understand that a human and, a, and an animal can connect at that level. And that's one of the things that I'm finding fascinating about my own growth and evolution as a human being in the last three years since I've had my dog, because I didn't think that was possible before, but it truly is. So uh, yeah, wow. so that's how I set my mindset. And um, yeah, I, I think the other thing that's really important is because I do what I truly love to do every day. Um, you know, I'm on point every day. I love what I do. I love the people I talk to. I love learning. You know, podcasting is new to me. It's a whole new industry. I knew nothing about it 12 months ago. And I love the challenge of um, challenging myself to become one of the best podcasters in the world by learning all the skills that you need to do to get there. So that's the journey I'm on at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned, um, and thank you so much for sharing that, that that's really, really key what you shared right there in that, you know, loneliness is a mindset. In fact, anything is a mindset. It is what we tell ourselves and the mm -hmm. meaning we give to our circumstances. So it's in our response that I guess we get our outcomes in life. Um, mm -hmm. And I so love your way of thinking and strategies that you structure your mind with in order to get through your day. And uh, I couldn't agree more with you when you speak about Oscar. We had an Oscar too up until a couple of years ago. Oh, right. um, and you know what? Absolutely. They have a heartbeat yeah. um, and they have a mind and this, and we can learn so much from them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and saying that, you know, your, your beautiful dog meditates. Wow. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Over, He's, he's got to the stage where now he knows my routine and he understands that, you know, we, we do it watching the sunrise together. We, we go down to the local beach or we sit at the front of the boat or the back of the boat, whatever, wherever the sun's pointing at that particular time. And um, yeah, we, we literally get into a trance together and he sits still and he knows that that's the period of time where dad goes into this, you know, inner self and um, he, he not only accepts it, he, he joins into the process. So it's quite amazing. Uh, I, should, I should make a video of us meditating one day, I think. Yeah, I would love, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> the power of modeling goes beyond humans. You know, mm, I think, mm. um, you know, because our, our animals, our pets, our 
well, I agree. For me, they're human, you know, for me, that's how I consider them too. Mm, mm. Um, but isn't it interesting how they just model behavior as well? Well, um, as so. you know, we're, we're all energy, right? We're vibration. Absolutely. We send out that vibration to the universe. And, and I think it's really important to understand anybody listening or watching today is that if we wake up in the morning and we're sending out that positive vibration to start our day off, then there's a very good chance you're going to have a good day in life because uh, that's mm. what's going to come back to you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Mike, I'm, I'm really curious and, you know, and, and you, and I, um, you know, you, you've got a wonderful mindset. You really, really do. And you've um, started to, I guess, become so much more self-aware of you and how it is and what, you know, what makes you tick. And I'm curious, you know, how do you hold yourself accountable? How do you, um, how do you hold yourself accountable through, you know, setting your, your, your goals and through the day? Yeah, great question. And thanks yeah. for asking it. I, I think in You're terms welcome. of how I particularly do it is I sit out with a mindset of what do I want to achieve in the short, medium and longer term? So right. what am I, what are my longer term goals? And then work back from that and say, right, how am I going to get there? What are, what are the steps that I need to take? So yeah. like a lot of people, I create a roadmap, I create a vision board, I, I've got my whole succinct knowledge on where I'm going to go to get to there. What skills am I missing um, that I need to develop and, and learn from others? What can I do to myself to make myself a better person in that space that I want to achieve? And because my life is not all about work, my life is all about balance. So it's nice. not about focusing on, you know, making the money or getting more customers or, you know, all of that. It's about how's it making me feel as a person? Is it making me feel the best version of myself that I can possibly do? So my barometers, if you like, are, are things that I check in with on a daily basis and a weekly basis. So I've got a couple of people that I reach out to and I, I have a conversation at the end of the week that basically goes along the lines of, how are you feeling today? How am I feeling today? Have we achieved what we wanted to achieve this week in our lives, whatever it might have been? And we have that checklist going backwards and forwards, which is a good reminder to say, right, I'm on, I'm on target to what I want to achieve. But you know what? I'm not going to get too upset if I didn't really nail everything. Because if I'm honest with myself and say, hey, it's okay to have some downtime, like this afternoon, I might go and play on the beach with Oscar and throw a ball around for a couple of hours and not worry about the outcome that that's going to have on my business. And I think a lot of people, and if we're talking to the business community here for a minute, mm. I think a lot of people overemphasize the fact of, you know, working 24 hours a day and focusing on the business all the time and having that kind of mindset. But if you actually meet people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and these people and sit down mm. and have a conversation, they'll talk to you about how important the family time is, how the balance time is important to take yourself out of that stressful environment that tends to be negative stress a lot of the time. So I'm big on positive stress. I like putting myself into a positive stress state. I, I function better in that state. And I'm talking about doing things like multi-day fast, fasting as an example. It wow. challenges my body f physically and metabolically. So I'm actually at, I'm on, I feel as though I'm on the edge of creating my next brilliant thing. So my body tells me when it's time to be able to do those things. So I've got all these checklists in place that help me understand where I am. But I think the most important thing is authenticity. A lot of people talk the talk about these things, but unless you've actually tried them, I've been on a big human experience for the last six months with my life. I've changed my nutrition plan. I've changed my physical activity. I've adopted new spiritual approaches and I'm trying everything out to see what really sits on point with me. And the first thing I want to acknowledge in talking to others is that everybody's different. So yeah. you will find different things that might work for you. But the first step is to experiment, get out there and try new things and be open to it because life starts at the end of your comfort zone.
Oh, that's, that's absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And thank you so much for answering that in so much detail. There's, there's so much gold right there in everything that you, um, you shared with us right now. And you know, you're so right. And I truly agree with you when you, when you mentioned Bill Gates, because I, I actually study, I'm studying him at the moment. Mm. And I know that he go, he, you know, he says in his, um, he says that he goes away for a week, like a whole week to just empty and just be silent. Mm. And that, all the innovation and the creation happens mm. um and you're mm. so right you know and there are a lot of us that don't walk out talk i mean i used to be guilty of that too up until recently um, as, as i was well. yep Yep. Yeah, well, most of us are, but it's really great how you have a vision, you know where you're headed and you're reversing, you're reverse engineering and you're on trajectory and sometimes you may not be, sometimes you may come off and that's okay. And it's so important, yeah. I think, not to be so hard on ourselves, you know, and mm. to be cool mm. with coming off track every so often. However, to be, um, you know, uh, accountable, but also, um, you know, oh, I've lost the word, to be an, disciplined enough to come back on and to know that, okay, now I've got to move again because I know where I'm headed. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, um, that's really good. I, I, I like yeah. that because I, I think there's a couple of ways of bringing yourself back on that works for me. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the physical side of it. So getting regular exercise, um, making sure the cortisones are, you know, blowing around the body and the endorphins are going, that's really important for me as a sure. person to make me on point. Um, also intermittent fasting and getting into that understanding my body in a way that um, I'm, I'm living on the edge. I'm not powering myself with calories and carbohydrates and things that are going to drag my energy levels down. Mm. So since I've changed all that part of my life, I, I'm, you know, I'm jumping out of my skin with energy all day long. I could, if I wanted to work around the clock, there's no problem with that. Um, but I choose not to, because that's not, not what life is about for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what? Our body, our body is an incredible vehicle, isn't mm. it? And I think mm. you're right in what you're saying. If we get to know it enough, if we really spend time to get to know our body, and like you said, what we put in it really matters. But because what we put in it is what we get, what we get out of it, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, and to be able to get to know ourselves to that depth is really, really key. Because that that's what that's what's going to keep us going. So thank you so very much for, um, for sharing that. Mike, I'm really curious that I'm mindful of your time too. Um, what do you tell yourself when you face a challenge? Because, you know, there's so many challenges, particularly at the moment with all that's going on. Mm. Um, and I know that, you know, it is in our self-talk. So what do you tell yourself when you're faced with a challenge? Mm. Well, I already look at over how I've overcome the challenge. So for instance, nice. I see the final result and, and that I'm going to actually be okay and make it to whatever it is. So right. I've just got to work out a solution on how to get there. So I never see a challenge that I can't overcome. Um, I think in terms of having that visualization that, okay, the goal is to get to there. How am I going to get there? What are the steps that I need to get there? And sometimes it's going to take me longer than others to get there. And I've got to be okay with that. So patience is a big thing and, and understanding that not everything's going to be achievable overnight. So as I said to you earlier, I have a goal to be one of the best podcasters in the world. And in years to come, I've set myself a five-year timeline to do that, to achieve that goal. Um, I'm only into my second, just beginning my second year. Now I'm in the top 30% of podcasters worldwide based on download numbers alone. Um, so now I've got to understand, right, what is it in year two that I'm going to do that's going to take me to that next level? What do I need to do to create? So there's an example, a real life example of what I'm doing to achieve my challenge that I've set myself. Um, and how I'm going to overcome that. When it comes to things like COVID-19, I'm very fortunate because I live a lifestyle where I've been completely unaffected by COVID-19. Um, mm. If I didn't look at the news online, I wouldn't know that it's even happening. And 
I'm not, I'm not trying for one minute to downplay it and how it's affected many, many people's life. But part of the life choice I made of living on a sailboat was to make sure that I was in an environment where if anything like this did happen, um, I could still carry on with life as it is normally and uh, not be too affected by it. So as long as I've got internet, I can chat to lovely people like you and uh, I can go out sailing on the big blue every day. Beautiful. Fantastic. And I just want to take this opportunity to congratulate you on your podcast. It is incredible. And um, I have learned so much from you. And I think some of the interviews you have on your pod podcast are really inspiring and motivational, but also there's so much learning to be had from everyone that you interview from all over the world. Bug. It's, it just blows my mind. Some of the interviews that you, um, you have had with people. So congratulations Thank on you. your milestone. And I think, um, you know, you, you've actually come a long way. You've, you've done some incredible work. So, mm. so well done. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, what do you tell yourself when you feel fear? Mm. Um, that's another thing I don't associate with. So <laughs> I think in terms of uh, fear, I see purely as an opportunity. Um, and I, 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 the only thing I really fear is being out in the middle of the ocean in 10 meter waves, that, that really does give me fear. Um, that, that's <laughs> a scary, <laughs> scary thing. But um, no, fear, fear, is, fear is an opportunity to grow. It's, it's something yeah. to, to embrace and to look at how we can actually um, overcome those obstacles that are creating that emotional feeling to yourself. You know, a, a lot of, a number of years ago, I used to have a fear of heights. That was something that I wasn't too good with. And I asked myself, why was it that I had that fear? And I actually reached out to one of the best free solo climbers in the world, Alex Honnold, who uh, did this amazing feat of climbing El Capitan with no ropes. And I, I oh, asked wow. him in a texting message, I said, listen, why is it that I have this fear of heights? And he put it very simply, he said, because you're scared of falling off. And he said, the chances of falling off are very minimal because wow. unless you have a huge gust of wind or you know, trip over or, or do something extraordinary, you're not going to fall off, are you? You're just you know, terrified of falling off. So I conditioned myself the next time I went up a few mountains to not worry about falling off. And all of a sudden, my fear of heights was gone. Wow, that's it's unbelievable. I would never have thought of it like that. Thanks for sharing that. that yeah. um, it's incredible, isn't it? What we place our focus on. Mm, mm. and it's the stories it's, we tell ourselves like with I everything know. right <laughs> i know own, and i limit ourselves in every area yeah absolutely and that's a great point you know it's 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 fearing of falling off and if we can do if we can control that and we don't fall off then we're cool good and metaphor fear, for life isn't it eh? falling yeah, off you yeah. know like we fear falling off everything we do really yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Absolutely <laughs> true. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, that story with us. Um, and what do you tell yourself when you have a setback? That it's okay. Nice. That they, that they happen and that it's not to send me off point or it's not to make me feel down or, or, or depressed or anything. Um, mm. Setbacks are a normal part of life and i have another analogy that i can give you is i kind of treat my life like surfing a wave and um when i'm on the wave and we all can relate to this in terms of when we're having a good day or a good week everything feels like we're powering along that wave and we're having the best surf that we could possibly ever have and i'm not a surfer by the way i just made that one up so, <laughs> so, so uh but, but every now and again we'll fall off the wave 
and the wave will come to an end and we have to paddle back out to catch another wave. And that can yeah. be that period of time in our lives where we're feeling a little bit off, we're feeling a little bit down or something's come along to knock us off, but it's okay. We're going to catch another wave and, and the wave is the next wave is going to be maybe better than the one we're on before. So mm. that's how I, I front that situation. And I just go, it's okay. I may have slipped off the wave at the moment, but I'm going to get back up on another wave and away we go again. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes back in, it comes back to it, you know, again, what, what it is that we tell ourselves. And, you know, I know, and I know that, um, you know, for some of our listeners, they're probably thinking, well, how do you do that? Because a lot of people, there are some people who don't know how to ask themselves the right questions in order to move themselves forward. Because it's, again, it comes back to our conditioning and the environment in which we grew up in, I suppose, is um as as kids and you know we only know how to ask questions that we've learned along the way mm. and so it's it's really about um you know i guess uh researching and reading about people and getting in touch just like you do with mm. people who have done that who have mm. been there and ask their strategy on how do you do that what is it that mm. you do to get to the next step so mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that mark no, no problem i have one last question for you if i may sure um, what do you tell yourself when you do well, when you succeed? Ah, this is really important, I think. I yes. think a lot of people don't do this one. I think in terms of having many celebrations on all these milestones in life is really, really important. So when you achieve something in your life that actually makes you feel good, then go and celebrate it. And that's what I do. In fact, I did it this morning because I, I started off another multi-day fast yesterday and um, I hit a milestone this morning, which was my first 12 hours of, of that fast. And I, I celebrated that by taking a moment at the back of the boat and just focusing my mind on appreciation, gratitude of myself and being able to achieve that little milestone because it's the first step along the journey on what I want to achieve with my multi-day fast. So yeah, my, my tip there is to get out there and celebrate all the little things that happen in your life journey because they may not happen again and mm -hmm. embrace it while you can and show gratitude because I think that's another important thing that a lot of people are not doing is putting gratitude out there into the universe. The more we can be grateful for the things that we achieve in our own life, it also spreads good energy to other people. So that's a practice Absolutely. that I do regularly as well. In fact, I've got a, on the boat here, I've got a, um, a gratitude bowl and every day I write down on a piece of paper um, something I'm grateful for and I put it in the bowl and at the end of the year I've got 365 pieces of paper that I sit down on New Year's Eve and I read them to myself on all the things for the past year that I've been grateful for and wow. um, that's just a little thing that I do that um, brings gratitude into my life so it reminds me every day to write down something on that piece of paper. Wow. Firstly, I want to congratulate you on your milestone on the fasting. That is fantastic. Well done to you. You know, that takes um, discipline, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, uh, so well done to you. Um, but I, I also love your bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a wonderful thing. I think I might start that. I really love that a lot. And I think we're, we're, we're too hard on ourselves, you know, mm. and we don't give ourselves enough time, enough um you know, we, we don't acknowledge ourselves enough, I think, as individuals. I mean, yeah. I, I'm guilty of that too. And I think it's really important to take some time out, step back and disassociate ourselves from ourselves and just look in and say, hey, you know what? Go you. You've done a really great job today. And um, you, you've done this and you've stepped that next step and you've, and you've stepped into the unfamiliar for a little bit and you've reached that. So I think it's really, really key. And, uh, mm, mm. and I really love that bowl. I really love that bowl. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> and I love idea. it that you, you sit at new year's eve yeah. and you read all of what you've achieved and all the wonderful things that you you've been grateful for 
in the last 365 days. I think that's such a wonderful way to um, celebrate you. Yeah, and to start a new year. You know, people make yeah. all these resolutions that are gone within a month or two after New Year's Eve and, and you know, having having a revision or a reflection on the previous year and all the amazing things that happened to you that you were grateful mm. for, mm. it really helps you start off the new year in a, in a good mindset, doesn't it? I just yeah. want to add one short point, and if I can, sure. in terms of that gratitude thing. Um, a lot of people, and this is one of the you know negative sides of social media, I guess, is a lot of people look for external gratification coming from others. Um, and I think it's really important to continue first and foremost on, on being grateful for yourself because we're all amazing human beings. We've all got amazing potential to get out there and change the world. And it all starts with us. It doesn't start by somebody else telling you you're brilliant or you're good or you're doing a fantastic job. You've got to tell yourself that and believe it. And that's the first step. Oh, you know what? So beautifully said. Thank you so much for adding that in because that's actually very powerful, Mike. It really, really is. And it does start from us. Mm. And it's what we tell ourselves and how much we love ourselves. Really, it starts with self-love, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, and I think it's really important to develop that foundationally, be really, really solid on that because everything yeah. flows from there. Indeed, so it does. Thank you so very much for sharing that very powerful um, comment right there. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure today. I've absolutely loved having you on. You've been so generous and so open and I'm really, really grateful to you. So thank you for coming on my show and sharing with all of our listeners and viewers your magnificent story and journey. You're welcome. And uh, I wish you all the greatest of success with your podcast. I know that you're going to be a star with it. And uh, if there's anything that I can help you do and, and learn from the process, please reach out because I'm happy to help wherever I can. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And just one more thing, Mark, and I really do appreciate that. How can our viewers and listeners find you? You know, how can they find your podcast? Could you perhaps share? Yeah, sure. Um, I'd love to. And I just want to say that my podcast is all about my guest. I, as you said before in the show that I've had so many amazing people from all over the world on the podcast and it wouldn't be anything without them. So first of all, it's a shout out to all the guests, the, the ones that have been on the show and the ones that are going to be coming on the show. Yep. Humanity.com, H-U-M-A-N-E-I-T-Y.com. <laughs> That's where you can find it all. Um, you can find all of our, we have over 220 episodes now of podcasts from all over the world that you can binge listen to this weekend, perhaps. Yeah? Fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you.